Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm better now that you're here, Nick. I am also better now that I am here with you. <laughs> that sounded so robotic right like, there. <laughs> make sure I don't say this. That it sounds like I'm excited to see myself here. <laughs> Wait a second. Were you masking your own pride right there? <laughs> I was, that's why I was so slow motion. I was trying really hard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, man, here on the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world, and I pray that this episode is no different. Um, this episode is episode 1058. Um, <laughs> or 117, whichever you guys want. Depends on how many times you've listened. Hopefully, you're at 1,058. Uh, yes, exactly. It's like I've listened over and over. Um, no, for real. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about um, something that's only available um, through uh, through our faith in someone, and uh, and I feel like we will probably focus mainly on where we do get this from, or at least that's kind of where my heart has been on this, and um, I'm really curious on what, because um, you, you brought this topic to the table as far as, uh, it, it's, it's about peace, and peace is something that the world desperately needs, and, and, and it looks for it in so many different weird and strange ways at times, and then they find out like, man, I feel, I feel like I'm still not at peace, and uh, and I've had a lot of conversations recently with believers and non-believers about different situations of peace, and I always have the same answer no matter who I'm talking to, and some understand it, and others look at me like I'm the crazy one, that I'm strange, which I am a little bit. Um, Amen. But, but uh, for you, uh, Justin, bringing up the topic of peace and it's really just that that that's the topic peace so we can go like anywhere as far as uh, that goes so i'm curious on where you want to where you want to start there uh before we do like what do you because you said that you you have an answer to people that are believers and non-believers what what's your answer uh i never me personally i never realized received or even understood what peace was until I received Jesus because I was always trying to find the next thing that would cause peace. I would always think that the bigger gun had the peace. I always thought, you know, peace came from, you know, being the stronger of the other, you know, because you forced it, you forced the peace. They can't attack you if they can't beat you. Right. Um, which is so such a man thing and such a prideful thing and such a secular, worldly way of thinking and, and worldview. But, you know, we, that's our nature. That's our, our, our nature kind of takes over in that, in that form as far as the conquering and the conquest and me being leader, so now I have peace. But I've found that that never actually gave me any peace. I was always left vacant. Mm-hmm. And then when I gave my life to Jesus, when I fully surrendered everything felt like it was removed all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, I felt like the weight was off my shoulders, as cliche, cliche as that sounds, but um, it's, it, that was really the only way I found peace. So when people ask me that, I have to share that part of it, where it's like, I never found peace in anything here, but I got it when I started looking up. Right. Amen to that. Yeah, I was just, 
I was curious because people's people's view of peace tends to be like a world a world peace kind of approach mm. to what to what peace is. Right. Like peace, you know, comes from, you know, people sitting down at a table and talking about and hashing out their viewpoints of whatever, right? What and it's always like, you know, I remember, you know, back in the day when people had an, an opportunity to receive an award or whatever it was. And, you know, they would say something about world peace, right? Like it was some kind of like noble, yeah. noble thing. But, you know, to your point, peace, peace can only come from God. Right. But if you look at what people are chasing in this world, they're trying to get a point to a point where they can get their peace and their view, which ends up being at enmity with God because they have had a spiritual eclipse because they put themselves between them and God at a minimum. Mm. When they start associating with people and parties and all these other things, they start having higher levels of pride advocacy for themselves in that they are basically saying, well, I need this now. I deserve this because this is my peace. The peace that everybody's seeking to your point can, can only come from God because he is the God of peace. Mm. And there's a lot of different um, scriptures that we could look to. Like we could seriously spend like eight hours just talking about this one word and how how it's broken down. Uh, But one of the first ones that came to mind was in Judges uh, chapter 6, verses 23 through 24. And this is Gideon post him whittling down his army to 300, but also Gideon looking at the task that is ahead of him. But having the faith that he needs to understand that he's going he's gonna to take on the, the, the Midianites and the Malachites, and he's going to take them all on with 300 dudes, mm-hmm. right? Broken up into armies of 100, right? And, you know, they're doing weird things like, you know, <laughs> they're breaking pitchers and then blowing trumpets, right? They're making noise. Right. Mind you, when, when Gideon looks upon this army, and he sees just the amount of camels that they have. He's like, there's camels that you can't count. It's like sand on the seashore. <laughs> those are just the vessels of the people that are riding those, not even the actual people. people yeah. So he's looking at something that is insurmountable. But mm-hmm. Gideon is moderately humble to the point where he's just looking at God the whole entire time. As he steps through each of these things, he's just like, I'm not worthy for this. I can't lead these people. And then, you know, as they're, you know, as these people are getting on their knees to lap the water, he's looking, he's like, oh, oh, okay, now we're down to 300, 300 people. And we're going to go take on two different, (laughs) two different groups of people, two different nations. Yeah. yeah, Two different whole nations, their armies. And I'm going to, I'm going to go down there with 300 people. God speaks to Gideon and reminds him in verses 23 through 24 in Judges chapter six, he says, then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. Mm -hmm. To this day, it is still an Ophrah of the Abizurites. So obviously we know that as Jehovah Shalom, Mm -hmm. okay, Uh, one of the names of God. But what, what the angel of the Lord tells tells Gideon, he says, peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. 
that should be our motto mm. and we should be we should be repping that in everything and everywhere we go it's easy to say in words mm. it's easy to try to do it once you're in the midst of a storm it's harder to believe you know that jesus is going to say peace be still because you're going through it mm. and just like the disciples you're freaking out and you're worried and you're like what are we going to do and jesus is like peace be still the storm's over you're done now you're on the other side of the lake you're fine you're fine yeah. and that happens because we can look back to every trial that we've had to date and guess what happened we had peace we shouldn't have feared, and we're still not dead. <laughs> we didn't die. <laughs> we didn't die. Did you die? Did you die? Yeah. But, you know, I am, I am trying to personally, like, just continue to lean more on God and not worry so much because it can't even add a cubit to our stature. Like, it's not going to change anything. Right. It's not going to do anything but make us worse. It could do physical damage to our bodies, stressing out and worrying about things that you can't control because oh, yeah. God's already in control. He's already got a plan. He's pulling you through this. You don't even know it. It's like the whole footsteps picture, right? Where, you know, there's two sets of footsteps and then a trial happens and now there's one set of footsteps and the person saying, God, I thought you said you were going to be with me during these times. He's like, yeah, I was with you. Those are my footsteps because I was carrying you through it. Mm. That's how we should live our lives, knowing that he's going to carry us through it. That that in itself is one of the better witnesses of what true peace is. And then we can minister and witness to people about where mm -hmm. that peace came from. Right. And like you said, it's easier in, in words. It's easy for me to talk about the peace I have because of God, because of Jesus. Like you said, when you're not in that storm or you're, when you're not going through um, a more difficult trial, because I feel like, you know, for me personally, every day is, is some sort of battle uh, from the way my body feels to, you know, spiritual attacks to the world, you know, all around me, the work environment to, you know, everything. There's, a, there's always something and I feel like that's still not enough to take my peace away and not enough to take my joy away. But I do have to remind myself and I do have to stay as close as I possibly can to the Lord, because if I do allow, like you, you, you like to the, the call the spiritual eclipse, if I do allow something to come in between it, even if it's, it is myself or whatever it is, then it's, it's easy to fall into those anxiety attacks or into times of stress because you start worrying about things that a lot of the times you have no control over yeah and and it does cause health issues like i you know even when you said that i was like oh man like one off the top of my head i can i can think of a couple people right now that are going through health issues because of stress stress and and things that are happening in their lives that yeah they they know god they know jesus but it's still heavy at times so that's why i'm like i i can't say that just having Jesus, all of a sudden you have peace and you just can battle any, anything and go through any storm without, you know, and, and, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent. Like, we're, as Christians, like Jesus promised trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get through those things is staying focused on him. He's the only way to get those peaceful times. He's the only way to see peace and calmness in a storm. Like... Because the storm could be raging. Like, Peter came out on the water while the storm was raging. Like, he, 
He just didn't see the storm raging at that time. All he was seeing was Jesus. All, he just saw Jesus. He just focused, like, if that's you, Lord, like, I, let me come out and walk to you. And then he does so, and then, then he loses the sight and the focus and starts to notice, oh, man, this storm's around me, and then he starts to sink. Yeah. That's us. That's us. That, that is a great depiction of, of who we are in the storms, right. right? And, you know, we were going through a little storm, um, last week and uh and i was just you know i was i was ministering to, to to my wife you know through that storm uh and you know i was like god's got this he's got a plan and then you know i'm having my own like dialogue i'm like you got this right <laughs> <laughs> i just told your daughter you got this i mean you got this right <laughs> but at the same time you know what i mean like those little things of doubt <laughs> That's what I'm being honest. Dude, I, hey, I hear you. God, you said it, man. I'm, I'm just I'm leaning on you. Yeah, like I'm, on. you got this, right? She's your daughter too. Like it's your son and your daughter here. Yeah. But um, but through it, you know, my God, God reminded me of a promise to me that that I feel that He wasn't done with that situation yet. Mm. And because of that reminder and, and, and because of that, like I did, I did, I did have a peace that surpassed all understanding because I should have been, I should have been freaking out. Like mm. we both should have been freaking out, but you know, I was like, I was fine. You know what I mean? And, and her and I even have, we haven't even like rounded out that conversation or talked about it cause we've both been so busy. Mm. Um, but the, the, you know, the, the, the reason behind it was because that peace came from God. That peace did not come from the situation or my understanding of what the outcome should be of the situation. Mm. It was just resting on him and then, and then knowing him. And, you know, it, as, as we, as we got through that, that little trial, like I, I was kind of, you know, ruminated and thinking about how, like how 15 years ago, it would have been a different mm. Justin. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But because I've been able to walk with the Lord and he's met me at every turn, I realized that he was there at those other turns. I just wasn't listening to him. Hmm. And now, now I'm listening. Now I'm leaning on him. Now I'm counting on him. Yeah. Like whatever your will is, this is just, this is just going to work out. Right. It's just, it's just going to work out. And I won't try to manipulate or work the situation so that it's me or my way but I'm just going to let you do your thing and I'm just going to pray and continue to, 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 to lift it up to you. But that's why in Psalms 29, 11, we can read that it says the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Like that's something we have to understand, accept and lean on that our strength comes from him. You know what I mean? Cause where does our strength come from? It comes from the Lord. Right. That's where our strength comes from. Where does our peace come from? It comes from the Lord. Right. Where does where does you know our our intention and whole reason for being here on planet Earth? That comes from the Lord. We're here because we have work to do. That's why He has us here. When we're done and we've we've gotten to the point where He is happy with what we've done with our lives and in His will, He'll call us home. But until then, we got work to do. We mm -hmm. have work to do. And some, some people, he, he may not be completely happy because you didn't give your, your life to him, but that's a different conversation and another topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, and, that, you know, the world, there's no, there's no peace with God in the world no. and through the world. Nope. I mean, I, uh, 
What verse? I, I had it safe here. Isaiah 57, 21 says, There is no peace for the wicked, says my God. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, can't, again, help but think of the, the worldly things that are happening and how, you know, people are trying to, you know, make laws that, to cause peace. They're trying to justify different types of actions or ways of life to, to create peace because of being, you know, treated similar or the same um, across the board. Like, the, the world is constantly trying to make up, like you said, that world peace. And it's just so funny thinking of that, that term, you know, because even a basketball player changed his name to it, right? Better world peace. Yeah, like, they, it, that's been kind of propagated in our minds for, like, years now of this quote-unquote world peace because that is what acceptance speeches were you know, they were being said during those of, um, wh- what do you want? Which, what do you want in the future? What, if you had any wish in the world, what would you want? And people, like, for years, that was, like, the, kind of the answer. Yeah. The world peace. Yeah, world, world peace. peace. Uh, and then it, I for, had forgot about it. And when you said it right now, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I don't hear it as much nowadays because they're, you know, their agenda's different now. But <laughs> I don't think their, their agenda's peace anymore. I think it's now uh, divisive on purpose. Um, but again, the way of the world, because the, there is no peace in the, with the wicked, you know, there's no sleep, there's no rest. And that was my life. And, and even going back to the health things, I used to get sick a lot. It's, it's, you know, obviously all the Lord and he's in control of everything. So I don't want to, I don't want to test him by any, by any means, but, um, I used to get sick a lot, like colds, flus, like, like all the time. And since since getting right with the Lord and, sin, and since I've learned how to battle those storms with giving things to the Lord as I go through it, um, I've had better health. Like, I haven't had as many colds and sicknesses and flus. And I, I have no other explanation except for the fact that I just lean on Him more so I know that I don't have as much stress. And like I said, that, that you know, in 2012, when I made that walk forward at the Super Bowl breakfast... That was like me seriously like rel- relinquishing everything. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like I didn't want to go to it. I was like, "There's this is not where I want to be." Like especially on a day off, etc. Like I, I have so many cooler things I could be doing, you know, quote unquote cooler. Um, but then when I went in there and the message, you know, just punctured the heart, I was like, "Wow!" Like and even sharing with brothers last night, like being a man and full of pride, we usually don't give up that those rains until we hit rock bottom until we're like out of self like we just can't do it no more and then yeah then i walk forward and then boom like it's just not night and day difference as far as like my like all my sin and my way of life everything had to like i have to be constantly worked on i'm a work in progress there's a sanctification process that i'm walking through on a daily i'm not what I was, you know, so I'm better than I, than I was then, but I did have an immediate feeling of peace. And every time anyone's asked me, what was your first, what was the first thing you thought of? What was the first thing you felt after giving your heart to the Lord? No, it's not an emotional experience by any means, but the thing that I felt like the, 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 the confidence I had that I had peace with God was, was night and day from you know one moment to the next and that, 
I felt like an enemy, and then all of a sudden I felt like I was part of the team. Yeah. And that peace, again, you know, to, to quote Philippians, right, is that peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, you truly don't grasp it or understand it until you have received it. Received it, yeah. Accepted it. It's there for your taking. I promise it's there for your taking. But you, once once you receive it, a lot of people will liken it to, you know, a weight lifted off of your chest or the, the burdens lifted off yeah. of you. But you realize that you've had like a negative balance on your account with God for so long. And all of a sudden you, you, you get from, you know, being in the red into the black and you're like, oh, wow. Hmm. Like you're, you know, you're you're free. Yeah. You're like, OK. And then we spend the rest of our lives trying, <laughs> trying to keep that account, you know, from going into the negative with our lives. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that process of sanctification, even as you were saying it, I was thinking, I was thinking back. Like who I was then and who I am now, um, not much of a better earthly man by any means, but definitely, you know, I've drawn significantly closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um but that process of sanctification and what you see as your sin and what you realize of all the things that you've done wrong and how physically, fleshly, you, you have to find a way to atone for those things. But as you give them over, mm. God just continues to receive and accept them and just get rid of them. And they're only ours if we go back and pick them up, right? Because we lay all those burdens, all those cares, all of those things at the cross, and we walk away free and clear and then sometimes we'll go back and pick a couple up and then we'll have to go back and go throw them back down but even during those times like looking back it didn't hurt like none of that sanctification process hurt Mm -hmm. and if you think about liking it to the vessel of honor Mm -hmm. as we become that vessel of honor yeah we emptied out everything there's some scrubbing now Right. Right. There's some scum (laughs) that's in that that's in that vessel that needs to be cleaned out. Washed out. Yeah. Yeah, And as as as, you know, the spirit's doing its work as 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 we draw closer to the Lord, he's scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing like none of it hurt. Yeah. But all of that is because of the peace that we had knowing that this is what is supposed to happen. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to be keeping my eyes on. Um, If we look at John chapter 14 verses 25 through 31, Jesus speaks about peace, about his peace. Yeah, about his peace. 27 is like one of my favorite verses. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to get there, Nick, I promise. Um, So again, John chapter 14, starting at verse 25, I'll read to verse 31. It says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, let your heart be tr- let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. So next verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. It's that peace that he gives us 
we can't, like you said earlier, we can't find that in the world. We won't find that peace in the world. We will find it only in Jesus. And you can only do that when you fully accept the gift that he's given you of eternal life, the gift that he's given you of, your, of the forgiveness of your sins, the sacrifice that he has given, that's where you will find peace. Like you said, when you came down, you realized at that point that you had peace. When I gave me a heart, my heart to him, I realized that I had peace. I had like this peace that I didn't, I, I wasn't able to comprehend, but I knew that like all of the burdens, everything, all these chains were off of me. All of the weight was off of me. I had no clue what to do, yeah. but I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I'm free. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like my account is zero. I'm right with God. Right. Like this is at that point where you knew what peace truly was. Right. I didn't know it until then. I had a concept, right. but I had, I had a true feeling and I, I was standing on that rock that was peace. Mm. Yeah. That's when it turns from knowledge to actually the receiving of the gift. Yeah. And I was, I was, as you were talking, because there was, there was like speci uh, one specific verse I wanted to go over um, in, on this topic. Was that it? No, oh, okay. I, I wanted to go there, but I, um, I just, I, I, I get stuck in Romans all the time. Um, but I, pre-being saved, as far as actually receiving that gift and feeling that peace, I had a lot of knowledge as far as the bible the stories the people within it because of you know going to christian and catholic schools growing up um you know my my grandparents were were catholics which then ran through my dad and my you know and we went to uh masses and things like that so i have a catholic background as far as knowledge you know so i know re redemption and salvation were words i knew i knew that Jesus died for me on the cross for my sins, mm -hmm. and I knew that I was saved by believing he was the Son of God and did so. But after getting saved, there was two words that I learned after that that penetrated me, but also uh, gave me something to stand on for my walk, and that was justification and sanctification, mm -hmm. because... I was redeemed. I was, you know, I'm, I have redemption because of Jesus' work on the cross. I'm saved, so I have salvation because of that. That was the knowledge. Like, I knew that. But then when I received him into my heart, then I realized now I'm justified. Mm -hmm. And Romans 5, 1 says, therefore, this is NLT, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, which is justified, since we have been justified, by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So, and you, I mean, you can keep, I can keep reading, you know, all the way through verse 11, but just for the sake of time like that, Romans 5.1 has been a verse that became powerful and potent after getting saved. Because, like I said, I already knew I was saved as far as salvation. I knew Jesus redeemed me but then being justified that's what gave me that peace where i now became right with god so now i have a peace that the world can't give i have that gift now so now i'm justified mm -hmm. and then sanctification that was what we've been talking about here to where now my walk is a daily 
purge, you know, like I'm just constantly trying to get closer to God as far as the things I do, the things I say, people I encounter and interact with, people I choose to do that with, um, how I react with people as far as family. You know, like, you know, one of the things recently has been on my heart is, like I shared with in the last episode, is just how when I interact with my wife, my kids, uh, other people, like, am I leaving them better or am I leaving them mm. worse? You know, and that was, that's one of the things that the Lord is sanctifying in my life because my tongue is sharp. You know, and I, I'm, all of our tongues are sharp. It's, you know, no, the, just the, yours. it's the sharpest, <laughs> sharpest tool in the shed, I, I guarantee you. Um, but it, 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 uh, mine was, was one of the worst because, you know, pre being saved, I, I would choose to say bad words because I knew it cut mm-hmm. into people. I would, uh, my, my natural reaction is very quick sometimes, a lot of the times, and it's not always dull it's it's sharp a lot of the time so i've had to let the lord purge and sanctify things in order to constantly stay close to him to have that peace that gives that gift that keeps on giving you know yeah yeah amen amen to that i was even kind of reading through the the rest of that portion such a beautiful portion because he talks about you know perseverance and character and hope and then, you know, leaving us with the helper of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, it's, it's, it was Romans, beautiful. Romans is the best. R- absolutely, right? <laughs> Romans is no joke. Um, I kind of wanted to go to Luke um, because this is after Jesus rose. He came back to the disciples um, and, and they were shut up in a room and they're just like, you know, they're probably in, 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 in wonder, like, now what? And they're, they're somewhat in hiding, by the way, you know, because of the persecution that just happened. Their, their leader is gone, um, and there may be some rumors floating around about what's next, right? Are people after them? Um, and Jesus, Jesus met these two, <laughs> these two men on the road to Emmaus, right, and, mm-hmm. and has a conversation with them. And then breaks bread with them and blesses the bread and they're like it clicks to them they're like oh my goodness and then boom he's gone yeah right um but part of part of that part of that story in luke chapter 24 verses 36 um through 30 i think i'm gonna do 39 is that yeah i'll go through 39 is that jesus tells them peace to you Mm. you know when jesus shows up the resurrected jesus shows up he, 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 he leads in as he's surprising people. He says, peace, peace to you, yeah. right? Don't worry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what I wanted to, to share um, is that Jesus is always there with peace. Mm. And we definitely want to be part of his peace before he comes back with judgment. It's going to be a little bit of a different situation. Oh, yeah. Because when he comes back, he's not going to say peace. Mm-mm. So it's important for us to share that peace with others, to project that peace with others. But wherever we show up, we should show up saying peace to you. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in, in, in Israel and in, in the Jewish community, shalom is their, is their greeting. Mm. It's not Hebrew, yeah. right? It's shalom. Right. And even when they're about to celebrate uh, Shabbat, they say Shabbat shalom. It's shalom. It's peace. It's peace. 
when we show up and when we're doing what we're doing, are we showing up with that same uh, mindset? Are we showing up with that same grace and mercy that we've been giving and projecting that to others? Right. Saying peace. Because people are freaking out, and we should be the ones with peace so that they can come to us and say, hey, how is this possible? How, how is this possible? Um, so, again, in Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 39. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Mm. So the resurrected Jesus shows up in the room. It's, it's crazy, right? No doubt. He shows up in the room, and they're like, ah, right? They're like freaking out. They're like, oh, my gosh. And then Jesus is like, what's wrong with you guys? I told, I, I told you I was coming back. Right. I told you I was coming back. Surprised. Why are you surprised? Why are you frightened? Right? Stop being so much on edge. But he says, peace to you. Peace. Relax. Right. I told you we're good. And that's, that's, that's how we should be as ambassadors of Christ, mm. is we should be peaceful. We should be loving and caring. We should not, you know, pull out our swords and try to chop off Malchus's ear because he's coming. No. Right. We should put our sword back in its sheath. Because if Jesus wanted this to be a different situation, it would be a different situation. We're in each individual situation and circumstances because that's what we have to go through. That's part of our sanctification process, part of our ability to witness to, to other people within those situations and what God has called to come to fruition at that moment, at that time. It's just a matter if we're going to bring peace to that moment or we're going to be part of the problem mm. <laughs> and, and stirring everybody up and being frightened. Man, that's so good. Because we, we can definitely make situations worse yeah. by worrying and freaking out. And, and even what you're saying, like trusting, like having the peace and trusting God. I see that every single day where I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. But then when I, when I step back and give it, give it to the Lord and say, but you're in control, and then he he's like mends and moves and makes things work, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, like. But for some reason, I'm always still amazed. Like yeah. I don't like because God is amazing, so I don't want to like lose that awe about Him and that reverence in that way. Um, but I shouldn't be amazed because He's in control of everything and He's good and He's yeah. faithful and these promises that we have to sit on. But yet, my flesh, my you know, dumb mind. Tries to question things, tries to doubt things, like we, we even mentioned earlier. Like that, that, that gets into any and everybody, no matter who you are. And but thank God, we do have these verses, we do have these promises, we do have things that and experiences that we've gone through, and we've seen the Lord work. So we know, like, like without a doubt, no one can ever tell me and convince me that God isn't real. Like mm -hmm. at this point, I'm like. You, you good luck you know yeah. like that's not going to happen because i've seen way too much and i know way too much and i have him in me to know nah like he is real and there's nothing you can say to change my mind and i wanted to end it because of what you were saying about how when we enter a room or when we encounter someone it should be a peace you know it should be shalom we should you know 
interact and greet people in a peaceful way, not a just a what's up or, a, you know. Yeah. Um, so second, yeah, second Corinthians thirteen eleven, Paul ends his letter, and I just, I, I love the wording. It just says, dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace, then the God of love and peace will be with you. And I'm like, that's, that, that's my, my goal. I want to live in peace and harmony with everyone I encounter. And the only way you get that is because, like it says in, in the end, then, God, the, then the God of love and peace will be with you. Paul opened all of his letters with grace and peace. Yeah. Grace and peace to you. Right. Right. Seriously, those are the things that we should enter every circumstance and situation. Um, Because if we do and we encourage people and they get to see a little glimpse of the Lord working through us, we get to to kind of tell them, oh, ye Mm. of little faith. Mm. Um, Our last our last men's uh, men's conference that we had, we had a lot of people, a lot of men showed up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Right. But there was a lot of preparation that needed to be done yeah and there are some questions about about how, that preparation like, how you guys gonna how are you yeah. gonna do that how are you gonna make all that stuff all that food for that time. but you, you know what i mean yeah. so it was like <laughs> it seriously it was there was there was there were some comments and, and and kind of questions right but the greatest thing is we were leaning on the lord mm-hmm. god didn't call all those men to show up to not get what they needed and maybe it wasn't going to be physical food yeah. You know, maybe it was all spiritual food. Right. We were going to fall flat on our face. Right. But we walked nonetheless. Right. Yeah. We walked nonetheless. We stayed obedient. Yeah. And God was faithful and just to meet us exactly where we were so that everything went according to his plan and it all worked out. Mm. And a person came up afterwards and was like, like, you guys did it. I can't believe, can't believe you did it. We're like, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah. Right. Oh, we, knew, we knew it the whole time. What you talking about? Right. I, wasn't free, I wasn't freaking out. I didn't question nothing. <laughs> That's not. I didn't pee. Yeah, I didn't pee on myself freaking out. No, what? Then why'd you change pants? <laughs> why'd you change pants? <laughs> but the point I wanted to, 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 to make with that is we, we should be in those positions projecting peace so that, you know, we could tell people, you know, oh, ye of little faith. Right. right. Just, just, just believe in God. Amen. Let's pray. Yes. Lord, uh, we just thank you for this time we've had to talk about you, and we thank you for your peace um, that surpasses that the understanding that we think we have. I thank you for always showing up. I thank you for being um, faithful in all things. I thank you for uh, being you and being good and, and, and even for, for saving us and for revealing yourselves to us. I pray for anybody listening that um, they also feel your presence at this at this very moment, even, and, and they uh, seek you uh, for those those the peace that um, only that you can give, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you're doing in and through our lives, in and through the the listeners' lives. And we just pray that you continue to draw us closer to yourself as we seek you, as we walk um, obediently and and faithful faithfully towards you, Lord. I just thank you for uh, my brother Justin and his family and. Uh, uh, them opening up their home and even uh, allowing uh, us to to meet like this, but also Lord, we we first and foremost give all the the thanks and and honor and, and praise to you for for even calling us uh, worthy to to do this and to talk about you. And I pray that uh, you continue to get all the glory, that you uh, be magnified, and 
all that we do, whether it be uh, speaking on this uh, podcast of yours or uh, through our workday or through our family lives. And I just thank you for, uh, again, just for all that you continue to do and all that you've done. And then also, Lord, uh, we just pray for anybody that may be uh, sick or questioning um, things, even uh, doubting things, Lord, I pray that they uh, seek you for that for that peace. I, I pray that they seek you for uh, healing. I pray that they seek you for for the, the salvation that you give and, and, the, and the gift that you give, the good news. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.